Hello and welcome to Second Podcast, a Lord of the Rings series by the Dorky Diva Show. I'm your host, Savannah. And I'm Brian. And today we are joined by one of my very dear friends, Mr. Dan Madsen. Hello, Dan, and welcome to the show. Hey, Savannah and Brian. How are you? We are doing just great. We are so happy that you're here. And I was trying to think of a way to introduce you, Dan, but I I just think you're a man of many talents. You're involved in so many different fan groups. And I was like, there's not really a short way to (laughs) sum up Dan, but you have been involved in so many different things. Um, A lot of our listeners are Star Wars fans, so they will probably recognize your name being associated with Star Wars Celebration, the Star Wars Insider Magazine. I also know that you're a big Star Trek fan as well. And then I recently discovered that you are a Lord of the Rings fan, which I was like, whoa, this is awesome. Like, (laughs) we need to talk to him. So um, I found out that you were on the set for at least the two towers. I don't know if you were on set for any more movies. And I just thought it would be great to talk with you today about all of that. So that's why we're here. Well, I'm glad you reached out to me, Savannah, and uh, I'm happy to be here. And and yes, I was on the set for uh, a little over a week of uh, the two towers, and um, wow, it was it was one of the best experiences of my life, actually. That's amazing. So, can you tell us a little bit about the Lord of the Rings fan club magazine and how that started? Is that something that you started yourself? Sure, I actually started it with. Um, Warren Holland, who was the owner of a company at the time called Decipher, and Decipher did trading card games. Um, they had Star Wars and Star Trek licenses back at that time. Um, and at any rate, I I ran the official fan clubs for Star Wars and for Star Trek, and I sold my business um, and sold my Star Trek business to Decipher and the Star Wars business to Wizards of the Coast. Um, and so we stayed on with the Wizards as a consultant for a year, um, and I went to go work full-time for Decipher um, as the head of their fan club publishing division, and um, we were doing Star Trek, and they had gotten the license to do the Lord of the Rings trading card game, and Warren and I had sat down and talked, and I said, you know, I said, we ought to try to get the license for the fan club, being that I did Star Wars and Star Trek, and and, and Back to the Future, too, as well. And he said, that's great. So we went to New Line Cinema, and we made a big whole proposal to do a Lord of the Rings fan club associated with the movies. And um, we got uh, we got the blessing of Peter Jackson and, uh, and um, the Tolkien family to be able to do it. And, um, and we, we got it, and so uh, we launched it... Um, uh, around the time um, after the, um, the Fellowship of the Ring had come out, and uh, yeah, it was um, it, it was one of the most pleasant experiences I think I've ever had doing a fan club because we had an amazing designer that that made our magazines just look beautiful. That was part of the membership package, is that you got um, all these cool collectibles in the in the kit initially, but then you got a subscription to the official Lord of the Rings fan club magazine. Every issue, we featured exclusive interviews with the cast and the crew. Um, We did updates with Peter um, because at that time, the Two Towers hadn't opened yet. 
and uh, nor had the return of the king. So um, there's a lot of people all excited about the next two movies opening. Um, and so, yeah, it um, the Lord of the Rings is very holds a very special place in my heart. And uh, and one one reason why that is Savannah and Brian is that I met my wife as a result of the fan club. Um, oh, what? Yeah, she she had been a part of uh, a whole group of Lord of the Rings fans. She she read the Lord of the Rings books every year religiously. She loved them. When the movie came out, of course, she was elated. And so when she heard that there was a fan club, she and all of her friends associated with it um, joined it. And um, uh, we, for the two towers, this is after the movie came out and it got nominated for i think i can't remember something like 12 oscars yeah we we put on a um oscar party out in hollywood at the hollywood athletic club uh the night of the oscars um and we invited all fans that were members of the fan club and anybody that was a lord of the rings fan that wanted to come um could come it was all decorated in a lord of the rings themed um party we had a big giant screen tv where we could all sit and watch the Academy Awards and and see how many of uh, the awards, you know, Lord of the Rings would take. Um, at any rate, they had an incredible night at this particular Oscars. I think it was at that time and may still be. They got more Oscar. They won more Oscars than any other movie um, uh, in history. And um, every obviously every time the Lord of the Rings won an award, the whole crowd inside the Hollywood Athletic Club went crazy and yeah. cheered and cheered and um, and uh, after the awards were over, all of the cast and crew went from the Oscars before they went to any parties, came over to ours and got up in front of all the fans and spoke and showed their Oscars and and it was a pretty cool experience. It was very cool and um, and as as a result of that, so my wife came to this party. And I met her and we hit it off and we, we, um, and she was dressed as an elf that night. Oh, oh that's so sweet. Her pointed, her, she made an elven dress that she wore. And, um, so we, we exchanged contact information. And after this was all over, we would, we talked back and forth to each other quite a bit. Um, and she flew out to Denver and spent a weekend with me and we got to know each other better and, uh, and it wasn't very long. It was six months later that we were engaged and got married. And next year we're celebrating our 20th anniversary. So it, it wow. uh, it's the, the Lord of the Rings really holds a special place in my heart because without Lord of the Rings, um, I wouldn't have met my wife. That's so wow. sweet. I have goosebumps. That's yes. so Congrats. sweet. Oh, that's amazing. Years. So you said, Dan, that you were on set for the two towers for a week, right? That's right. Can you tell us a little bit more about everything you got to do during that week? I literally was given carte blanche to go anywhere I wanted and to do anything I wanted other than get in front of the camera and do interviews with people. Um, I went to, you know, everything from uh, the miniatures department to the costuming to uh, the saddlery and the, the, the amazing leather work they did just on the the saddles for the horses and special effects and all of the actors. And so I, I spent a week literally going from one spot to another um, and interviewing everybody uh, associated with 
that that second film it was magical it really was because not only did i get to go to all of these departments and see the people and see their work firsthand and touch it with pick it up and look at it um but they took me on location with them um so we got to go to um the horses were a big thing so we we went uh to the um uh, i'm trying to think the corral whatever you call it where they kept the horses and the we got to the stable there you go yeah and the horse trainer was there and the horse trainer was able to um show us uh shadow facts and and build a pony um when we got to see all of the horses um and then we went on location to um a scene that um vigo mortensen was filming um and um we we got to watch them film that scene and then um he came up met us and we talked and so yeah it was it was just it was an amazing amazing week of of uh, and of of experiences and i i got to say that you know there there wasn't a single person on that set that wasn't uh, warm and welcoming and excited to talk to us and they were just uh, some of the nicest people i think i've ever met in the hollywood industry that's so cool that when i hear stuff like the people behind the scenes are also cool. It makes me enjoy the thing even more. Absolutely. And you know, the thing that I think more than any film, and and I I would even dare to say even even more than Star Wars. And Star Wars, they they took the detail they would put into costuming and such was so amazing. But I have never seen the scale of detail that these people did for everything on Lord of the Rings. I mean, the costuming down to as i say that the saddles on the horses to the sets it was so amazing to see the tiny details they put into everything that you would never see on the screen but it just added to the believability of of what they were doing and um the 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 crew that worked on the films was just were some of the most talented people i'd ever met um they really were remarkable and I think that's one of the things I came away with uh, that I was so surprised and amazed by was just the attention to detail on all of on every aspect of the film, every aspect. It was just amazing. So I have to ask because we're we're pretty big fans of Viggo Mortensen here. So you shook the hand of the rightful king of Gondor. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's got to be pretty cool. <laughs> it was extremely cool. He is such a neat guy and. Uh, we watched him film his scene, and he was uh, had to lay in the river, um, and it's when his horse comes up and, and oh, yeah. uh, takes him and wakes him up. And what's amazing is that when you watch that scene, you, you think it's out in the middle of nowhere, but literally on the other side of the bank that you didn't see were houses like a whole neighborhood oh. of, of, of like of suburbia, you know. Um, <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's like you wouldn't know to know that when you're watching the movie. But as we were watching them film that scene, if you went up from the river up to the bank and just a little ways over there, there's a whole suburb over there of of people in houses uh, where they lived. And um, but, yeah, he came up from the from the river and uh, came up and met myself and my wife, who was then my fiance, got to she got to meet him. And he just sat and talked with us for quite a while. And then. He said, I got something for you. And he went to his trailer and he brought back a couple of his poetry books, which he had written. What? Um, no way. And yeah. And he signed them for us. He 
he autographed Aww. the books for us. So yeah. those are those are part of our collection right now that we really treasure. That's wow. so cool. That I makes know. me like him even more. We're he we're like a, extremely big fans of Vigo over here. <laughs> he he is he is one of the nicest people I've ever met in that industry. And uh, yeah, so cool. the fact that he would go out of his way and do something special for us like that is um is pretty cool. That's, that's so nice. Awesome. See, that's so, how why I can't live in those neighborhoods because that's how like <laughs> town legends happen. Because if I knew that happened in my backyard exactly. every day at a certain time, I would lay in the river <laughs> and wait for Brago to save me. And I'd be like, is that that horse guy again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just Brian. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, exactly right. It was a. Uh, it was kind of because it was funny as, as we watched them filming that, you know, I was kind of sitting there with my wife and I said, you know, I said, nobody will know that that there's like a neighborhood right over there. That's the, that's there right right above where they're filming this. That's movie magic. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to need coordinates. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is movie magic. In fact, magic is what they created on that film. You know, when I got to go see um um, some of the, the the work on they were doing the miniature work, the castles, um, Sauron's the big castle that Sauron was in and such. Uh, it's just mind-boggling the detail that when it, these things are you know are huge from a miniature standpoint that you know I don't know 12, 14 feet high maybe this oh. this particular one was. Um, but you know to stand and to be up close and look and there was just such minute details. That once again, you would not have been able to see it on the screen. But I, I assume that by putting that kind of detail, it just makes it more believable on the screen because it, it's just you know every everything is just, uh, it's perfect. It's all, it's all right there. It's like real world stuff. I love it. That's one thing that we've talked about so much in this series that we've done about Lord of the Rings, because I don't know if you know this, Dan, but I watched the movies for the very first time last year. So I'm a very new Lord of the Rings fan. And the one thing the one thing that we consistently talk about is just like the level of detail and how much work went into everything. And it's so awesome to see like how well it's held up over time because the movies weren't made yesterday, but it looks like they were because everything is so well done. You know, I, I, I was blown away by how talented these people were. And one of, one of my personal missions to be there on the set was to interview the cat crew and the talented behind the scenes people, because they were every bit as important as this, as the actors were in the film. And in order to um, highlight every, every issue of our magazine, two or three of these people and, um, and just to highlight their work um, because it, it really was something special. And uh, uh, that's one of the things that I probably will never forget uh, from so spending nice. that time. Yeah. It was amazing. I love that. Well, it's so interesting from a fan's perspective too, to hear all the behind the scenes stories. And I love, watching the bonus features for the movies because you learn so much and you really get to see everything on a closer level um and yeah i just think that's awesome i feel like i need to go back and get these issues dan of your magazines yeah. that i can read everything you know you can find a bunch of these on ebay still they're out oh, there cool okay yeah. i'll have to definitely pick some up because it sounds yeah. so cool it's a beautiful magazine i'm probably more proud of the work that we did on that on those magazines than i am on 
anything we did for Star Wars or Star Trek because uh, wow. the, the the magazines are beautiful. I mean, we had an incredible uh, art director that worked on on the magazine at that time, and he just did an absolutely gorgeous work. And uh, and so those magazines are some of my pride and joy of what I've done over the last 30 some odd years. That's awesome. Well, I, I'm dying to know, how was your interaction with Peter Jackson? Like, how many times did you meet him? What is he like? And did you get to observe him on set when he was directing? Absolutely. Yeah, Peter was, he was such a, a down-to-earth, warm and friendly guy. You just couldn't help but like him. Um, and uh, he was, he was obviously, he was directing. So he was there the day we visited the set that um, Vigo was there. <clears throat> and um, um, that's when I met Peter for the first time face to face. And he was just so warm and welcoming and, and such. And then um, as I did for um, the Star Trek and Star Wars magazines, you know, Two Towers, um, Return of the King hadn't come out yet. So um, I did updates in every issue of the magazine with Peter. And Peter would tell us what was going on, what was happening, give us a little secret, a little tidbit of information here there so um i literally talked to peter on the phone um i can't even count how many times because uh, wow. every issue of the fan club magazine had an update with peter and uh, uh and so yeah and then i spent some time on the set got to meet him face to face and um but he is probably one of the most talented directors that I, i've ever had the opportunity to meet and um he he's so unassuming and so friendly and nice that you know it's always always wonderful to see these people who are you know this these giants of talent and yet yeah. they still are really really just down-to-earth nice people and peter jackson without question fits under that category that's awesome i love that when it's so, when you're doing like a magazine type thing how how much are you keeping in your mind like what the readers like making sure getting stuff that you know that they want to know versus like you being there on set, what you want to know. Does yeah, that ever differentiate? A, yeah, that's a good question, actually. Um, and, you know, a lot of the times um, we I, I'm, I was attached to a lot of the fans. So I I connected with many of them and I'd ask a lot of the fans that I knew. I'd say, what do you want to know from Peter? What do you want to know from Vigo? What do you want to know from, you know, Elijah? What you know, I'd I'd ask cool. them to tell me what kinds of questions and what kinds of information they're curious about. So I would add that then into my batch of questions that I wanted to know, um, and I would put them together. And then, um, um, you know, when I was either, I'd either do the interview on the set. I tried to get as many as I could done during that week um, that I was there, but some of the cast wasn't there while we were there. So uh, gotcha. subsequently, those interviews had to happen over the phone. And uh, I still remember one of my, a, a favorite interview I did was with um, um, Christopher Lee. And uh, he's such, you know, he's so good because he, he starred as Dracula stuff in all these horror movies. And I interviewed him literally on, uh, I, was, I don't know how many years ago, but I interviewed him on Halloween. And oh, uh, it was fun to, to interview him on Halloween. And I even got the chance to ask him, I said, you know, over in England, how do they celebrate Halloween? How, what do they do? And so it was kind of cool to, talk to him on Halloween being that he had this amazing background starring in a lot of the horror films that were classics to yeah. all of us. But, um, 
yeah, that was that was cool. And of course, then he was in Star Wars as well, so that crossed over. But um, he uh, he and all the others are just amazing people. You know, what's funny is that you know they always tell you don't meet your your idols, your heroes, because you might be disappointed. Right. But the there wasn't a single one on the the set, either crew member or cast, that I thought was you know uppity snobby you know short sure. with me they were all they all were you know, just like you know whatever you need how much time do you need i'm happy to help you um they were just incredible That's i so love cool. to hear that i love to hear that because you can get a sense of that when you're watching the movies and the behind the scenes and you're like i really hope they're as nice as they seem like i really hope yeah. they're <laughs> good people you know <laughs> you want them to be nice so it's really cool to hear that yeah, it, it is. It, it it really is. And, um, you know, that was always one of the concerns I had when I started working on doing these fan clubs and the magazines that go with them. I always worried that, you know, oh, geez, if I meet somebody, you know, what if they're jerks? And yeah. is that yeah. is that going to affect the way my my ability to enjoy watching them going forward? And I can honestly say and this is not uh, you know, BS. I, I can honestly say I've never met anybody and I've probably interviewed everybody that was of any significance to, to the Lord of the Rings films, Star Wars films, Star Trek films and shows. Um, I haven't met anybody that I would say, man, what a disappointment. They were just a jerk. Wow. I haven't met anyone like that. So I'm, I, you know, I'm glad because. I have a feeling it would ruin my ability to watch yeah. them act and think, oh, I love their character, but man, what a jerk he was. Yeah. What a yeah. bummer that would be. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Well, how many, ep or how many issues of the magazine did you work on? I worked on all of them. Um, and I think we did, uh, I don't have the exact, but I think we did 12 because we only mm -hmm. lasted until the, um, uh, the the third film came out, um, and then we closed it down because we at that point we didn't know if there was going to be any more. Um, right. Sure. And, um, and the Hobbit films hadn't been given the green light or anything, and um, and we've really been able to feature everybody um, in the magazine that uh, had been a, a part of a major part of the films from in front of the screen and behind the camera. So um, we. We essentially got everybody um, so that we, we had a complete set, complete series of them. And um, um, that you, you occasionally will find on eBay someone selling the complete set. Um, nice. And we had pretty much every one of the main cast members got a cover on the magazine. Wow. Um, so oh, that was cool. kind of cool. Yeah, that was that was something that I'm, I'm proud that we uh, were able to get all of them. But um, it... Uh, yeah, I, I worked on all of, all of the magazines um, from beginning to end. That's so That's cool. Awesome. What was the experience like going to New Zealand and just seeing everything there? Had you ever been to New Zealand before? Never been to New Zealand before, and it was a place that both I and my wife were really looking forward to going. Um, I'd heard about how beautiful it was. Um, and we got there, and we were so floored by just how friendly and nice the people were. Everybody was just really warm and welcoming. Um, you know, it didn't feel to us like we were in another country sometimes because obviously everybody spoke English. And um, they had a lot of the same 
you know, customs and things that, that we had. So, uh, it, it felt like we were somewhere far away, but yet it didn't, it was an interesting thing. And, um, um, and it's just, it's gotta be probably one of the most beautiful countries in the world. I mean, some of the scenery, as you know, from just watching the movies is just jaw dropping, stunning. And, um, we got to see some of that stuff. Um, we, they took us to on location where they filmed Rivendell. Um, and I mean, nice. the forest and such there is just incredible. It's just so, uh, it looks like something out of a fantasy. Um, and then we got to go to the sets and we got to walk through, you know, Rivendell and just to see the amazing design that they did uh, for the elves and such is just incredible. So New Zealand is one of the most beautiful places I've ever visited. And um, it, it's so nice to know that the people there are just friendly and welcoming and very laid back, very, very laid back. Nobody seemed to be in a rush or such. They seemed, everybody seemed to be calm and laid back. So uh, it was such a positive experience for That's both cool. myself and my wife. It probably helps you need to be laid back when you're taking on something the size of Lord of the Rings. If you're prone to panic, you're like, ah! (laughs) You know, it was really, I think one of the things that really surprised me a lot was how much of a family the the cast and the crew were making this. And Mm -hmm. even even when we were um, on all of the the sound stages, the whole filming studio uh, where they made... um, where they made basically all the films and that all the sets, you know, it's, it's there, but it's surrounded by a neighborhood. It's like these people, it's like suburbs. I mean, people were like living across the street from the, the studio where they're filming all these fantastic things that are getting seen all over the world. And um, it just was kind of this kind of, it was a whole different feel for me than being here in America from that perspective. And um, it, it just is uh yeah, it's just it's just one of the the special memories of um, of being on the set was just how unassuming everybody seemed to be, and you know they, they had a, they had a guard at the gate, um, but beyond that, it's like you know it wasn't it seemed like it'd be easy to get on the set and watch them doing all this stuff, although we didn't see anybody trying to get in. It sure. was uh, very low key, very low key. That's awesome. That guard knew five different martial arts, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, he probably did. We we met the uh, the sword master and the stunt guy um, and those people I interviewed, and they probably did know every type of martial arts because they they were the ones who would train Vigo and the others how to to do the sword fights, and sometimes they would step in for them and be their doubles. So, oh, that's awesome. I love that. I love. I mean, it just sounds like magic. Like that's another to, thing too. That wow. the swords. I should mention. The yeah. Swords. The the guys who made the swords were. We did a whole feature on on them what? and how they made all these swords and how they made and you know the the all of that and swords were heavy. They were big and heavy. So. Um, Really? It was almost like, you know, they were really like, it's like they're using real swords. I mean, Dan, you mentioned that Vigo gave you that book of his poetry that he signed for you. Did you get anything else when you were there that was like really cool? That you can legally say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would, there's so, 
<laughs> There's so many things I would have loved to walk out of that studio with, trust me. Besides the the poetry books that we have from Vigo that he signed, um, I'm trying to think of the name of the, the there was a real um, amazing guy that was an older man who made this amazing um, pottery um, there in New Zealand. And he, he made all of the drinking mugs that they drank, you know, when they were oh, cool. in the bars, you see them in the movie, they're drinking out of these mugs and such. And he made all of these, uh, he made all of those. Um, and he's what's well known at the time. I don't even know if he's still alive today, but he, um, he made two for us and we got to bring those home and they're sitting on our, on our um, shelf here in our house right now. Um, I, we, we treasure those. That, that's something we got to bring home. And he was one of the people that I interviewed, um, for the magazine and and to be honest the the greatest thing i was able to walk away with from the from uh, the filming on those movies was the memories that uh, we had because not only were we there when they finished filming but they invited us to the rap party at night and wow. so we got Whoa. to go to the rap party where all of the cast and crew were and they had big big giant tables full of food and everybody was there and they had loud music playing and it was a you know, it was the, literally the rap party for the two towers, and we were very lucky that we got invited to um, to be able to attend that. So How that's cool. another extremely good memory we got to bring home with us. Wow. That's awesome. I love seeing the pictures that you have from, you know, being in New Zealand. I love the picture of you with Bill the Pony and the picture of you and your <laughs> yeah. wife. like. It's just so sweet. And I remember when you posted that on Facebook, I saw it and I was like, there's no way this is real. And I really <laughs> looked at the picture and I was like, that's him and Vigo. Like, that's actually him. Um, so I just and thought that was, that was so neat. And that's the day that we were there when he was filming that scene I was telling you about. And, you know, Got he it. was he was soaking wet because he had to lay in the in the river oh, partially, yeah. you know. And so he was literally soaking wet when he walked up the up the, the hill, come up see us and um uh he um he, he you know he he really believes in the, in his art so he he gives it his all um mm -hmm. and you could see that watching him on the set that uh he everything he did was was he he wanted it to be real he wanted it to be something that didn't look fake and uh, that certainly was true with him That's so cool wow I love that. Yeah, it was it was a really amazing experience, and uh, it's something I, I'll never forget. And as I said, you know, th that combined with all that, with the fact that I met my my wife as a result of it, it's yeah, uh, pretty special, pretty special uh, memories that I have of uh, the Lord of the Rings film. So, wow. So, who's your favorite character? Oh man, you know what? I know, I, right? I, I, there's so many. I mean, I love all of them so much. Um, I would have to say, I really like Sam. Sam Gotta was be. such a a neat character, and um, you know, I, I I I I don't know. For some reason, I always kind of seemed attached to his character. He's such a good character and such a he's the best. Yeah, he's a good Hobbit, you know, and he's uh, he's such an amazing actor. Yeah. Um, as well, I got to interview him, and he's such a, an amazing guy. That uh, Sean Astin, I should say his name. Yeah. Sean Astin is just one of the, one of the true, perfect people that um, I got to meet through that experience. And he, um, 
he uh, he he is he's his character somehow kind of I I loved his character and then to be honest the other character I liked because of the the magic of the visual effects was Gollum I mean you know Ooh, yeah how they how they were able to make that that character come to life um, and literally interact with the actors there that was that was um, s- stunning that was really really amazing to watch the expressions on Gollum's face and how he acts and um i i to this day i still uh you know if we watch those movies i'm still like God, i can't believe that that you know they did that i mean right. it's the effects work on that is just just amazing i agree good picks good picks yes yep <laughs> yeah excellent Abs- picks absolutely absolutely how often do you rewatch Lord of the Rings? Do you have like a yearly, you know, marathon yeah. now? Yeah, once a year. I'd That's say nice. once a year. Yeah, once a year. And, um, and it's funny because as much as I like the Hobbit films, I don't like them as much as the Lord of the Rings films. I just, they just don't, they don't capture the magic for me that the Lord of the Rings films did. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, maybe part of that was because I, I was, I got to spend some time on the set to meet all the people who worked on, because, you know, almost everybody that worked on uh, one film worked on all three. So um, they went, they worked all the way through it. And, um, you know, one of the, the, one of the the real pleasant days we got to spend um, was when I interviewed the, um, the little people who were stand-ins for the Mm. Hobbits. And, you know, when they would do far away shots, you know, they would literally have, you know, some of these people, Sorry about that. That's my dog. Okay. They would have Love some it. of these little people dressed as the hobbits, and you know you'd see them from a distance, and they they were the the size doubles for Elijah Wood and and Sean Astin and the rest of them, Billy Boyd. Right. And um, being a little person myself, it was actually kind of cool to get the. We took them all to lunch, and so we sat Aww. at lunch, and I interviewed cool. all of them. I interviewed all of them uh, during lunch, um, and that was very special to me being that uh, we all shared similar stories being little people and sure. um, we did an article on that in the magazine and that's that's one of my favorites because they were pretty it special is. cool yeah. people yeah, that's cool because I know in the bonus features of the movies, you know, they they do mention the scale doubles and they show them a few times, but you don't really get to know them as much as you get to know the rest of the cast. Yep. Um so that's nice that you got to really highlight them in the magazine. Yeah, yep. it was, and and you know, um, uh, they didn't get as much notoriety as as others because they um, were supposed to be, you know, size doubles for uh, the actors. So it was kind of cool to give them, um, let them have have the light shine on them yeah. in the magazine. And I still, I'm still good friends with um, with several of them. I, we talk to them um, quite a bit, and uh, I get messages from. Um, one lives in England. The other still is a, is a New Zealand native. And uh, mm-hmm. I talk to them. I don't know, probably several times a year. I talk to them. That's so we've cool. stayed in we've stayed in communication over all this time. That's wow. awesome. I've yeah. heard Kieran Shaw is just super cool. Oh, Kieran, he's he's one of my favorites. He's just, in fact, I just got a he just messaged me on Twitter about two weeks ago, and we kind of chatted back and forth. So he's he's definitely one of my favorites from being spending time on the movies. I bet living legend. He is. 
and you think about all the things he's done. Yeah. He he really is a living legend. Everything. <laughs> he, he has. He's been in just about everything, I know. So cool. Yeah, and he's such a neat, neat guy, too, on top of all that. Just Yeah. You know, once again, the, the warm, friendly, unassuming, you know, I, same description I give you for everybody is the same for Karen. It's just... Love it. It sounds sounds kind of like you know I'm making that up, but I'm not. They're just I, <laughs> I, I, I trust. I don't you. have a negative. I don't have a negative story about anybody. There isn't any juicy, you know, details of you know when I watched two of them fighting on the Saturday. <laughs> sure. You know, they were all, and I'm sure there might be stories the actors will tell that made it sound like there might have been some discord here or there, but I didn't witness any of that um, in my personal time being on the set meeting all of them i love that it really does impact the way that as a fan you watch things and consume media like you you want to believe these people are as good as their characters or or better than their characters if they're the villain you know so that that makes me really happy to hear that's so cool yeah it, it is you know and i and i know as a kid i was a little bit naive about you know going into meeting these people, I, I always expected them to be just like their characters and such. But as sure. I got older, you know, I, I realized that, you know, they're just people like all of us and, and everybody has good days and bad days. Fortunately, I didn't see or talk to any of them on a bad day they were having. So it sure. was all, it was all good the entire time. It was, it was, it was pretty cool. And, uh, you know, like I said, one of my main missions with the fan club magazine was to highlight those people behind the scenes who were doing every bit as much, of the work of, of creating that world, you know, um, that the actors did. And they were the ones I really wanted to give some, some of the attention to because they, uh, man, they work long hours and they work their butts off to, to make these things detailed and such. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it was, it was really a pleasure to be able to, um, highlight some of them. You know, we, everybody, we did everybody from not only who work on all of the different, aspects of the production but even like this the location scouts you know how did they find this location to use how did they find this location to use and they would tell us all you know individually how they came up with this area to use for this scene and this area to use for that scene and and the and the difficulties of having to fly the cast you know and the crew yeah. to some of these areas that were you know hard to get around um hard to get to i might say so there's a lot of interesting stories around the filming of that of all three of those movies. Um, yeah. You know, because a lot of it was shot outside. I'm so excited to find these magazines and read all of this stuff now. <laughs> like, I'm going to yeah. have to find them on eBay. Um, Dan, I have one more question for you, and then I'll wrap us up. But Absolutely. I just, I really want to know what it was like for you to see a lot of this stuff through your wife's eyes. Like, it sounds like she was such a big fan and I can't even imagine how special it must have been to go to New Zealand with her and kind of watch her react to different things. Um, and I just want to know, like, what was that like for you? Was it, um, I, I can only imagine how special that must have been. It was, and that, that's a really good question, Savannah. Yeah, it was because she, had been, um, she started reading the books when she was a teenager and she absolutely loved them and read them every year, literally all three of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. She read all three of them and she, um, every year, I think she read them maybe even a couple of years twice. And, um, I don't know how many times, 30 times she'd read all the books. Um, so yeah, she was in love with Lord of the Rings before the movies even came about. 
So being on the set and watching her it through her eyes, walking on those sets that she had had imagined when she was younger reading the books. And as she told, I asked her, I said, you know, do these, do these look like what you imagined them to look like as you're reading the book? She says, Oh, she said, it's so, it's, it's so nice to see that obviously Peter Jackson and his, his crew had read the books, understood them, really wanted to make sure that they could bring the books to life. And, um, and so the sets looked just like she had imagined they would. Rivendell was one in particular I remember her mentioning about. Um, and um, it, um, you know, it, it, that that was probably one of the most special things was to see her as the fan she was. And uh, she got to meet, you know, she's not starstruck by actors and such, but, you know, she was pretty cool for her to meet Vigo in costume, you know, and um, yeah. um, wow. all of that. So, um yeah, it, it it was fun to watch it through her eyes and see how a, a true Lord of the Rings fan from way back was um, reacting to seeing the real thing there in front of her eyes. And um, I know that, you know, for her, that's a trip that she'll never forget as long oh, as we yeah. live. Oh, yeah. Trip of you a know? lifetime. Yeah, it really was. Goodness. It, it really was. You know, I mean, going to New Zealand and seeing the beautiful scenery and meeting the amazing people there is is a trip in itself but then to get to go there and see all of the film being actually made the one thing i was sorry we didn't get to do was visit hobbit hobbiton and mm. you know the mm. little they literally built those little houses into the landscape and such and yeah. as i understand it you can you can actually visit those areas now they've got them set up uh, to a point where you know tourists can come and look but uh, I didn't get a chance to do that while we were mm. there. So that's that on the bucket my... list. We'll just have to yep. go together, Dan. Just put it on I'm your there. calendar. We'll go together oh. as a group. <laughs> I'm there. I, I would love to do that. I'd love to do that and see every see the expressions from all of you guys as well. I think it would be fun yeah. to watch. I'm gonna cry, you know. Dan. That's what I'm <laughs> <laughs> we're just all gonna be right you now. You can cry. That's not a problem. <laughs> just sheer warning up front. <laughs> Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, it's though. pretty it's pretty special. You guys would be um you guys would be amazed as well, I'm sure. So what what a, what a, what a, uh, amazing memories that uh, I have uh, and you know, once again I said that's that's what I brought home with me were memories yeah. um of of such an amazing time and it was a time and a place that, you know, is coming gone now. It's won't happen again and uh, to actually yeah. be there and and see how it was all made is yeah. uh, was a pretty special special opportunity yeah and perfect timing i mean an opportunity like that is only going to come around once and how amazing is it that everything worked out for you to be there and meet your wife like i just i love that so much i i had it on my list to ask you know how you two met and i just think that's so special i love that yeah, that that's was that's the that's the greatest thing that came out of the whole films for me is uh, getting to meet getting to meet my wife and um, you know it's uh, and 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 not only that but getting to share that trip with her but then one of the special things was I was there to cover the whole film and interview all the actors and and crew and such but then be able to come home and write articles and interviews pick yeah. out the photos and be able to share that. With, I mean, diehard fans, if you were a member of the Lord of the Rings fan club, you were a diehard fan. And so yeah. Yeah. To, to be able to share that that experience with them 
was really incredible. And, you know, we, um, I think, I can't remember now if it was the two towers, it might've been, we, um, we, we, um, anybody who had joined the fan club got to have their names, um, in the credits at the end of the film. Yeah. Oh yeah. I wondered what that was. That's all the fan club members. So that was one of the things we, we tried to work on with Peter Jackson. He said, you know, he said, we appreciate the fans so much that he said, you guys send us the list of all of the fan club members and we will put them in the credits at the end of the film on this wow. special uh, special edition. And so, yeah, so how cool I can't that? tell you how many times I've heard people write, you know, oh, my God, I saw my name at the end of the credits of The Lord That's of the Rings. so awesome. Yeah. I've, I've never heard of anybody before. doing that before. So I think that yeah. was right. kind of a first time that anybody had ever done something like that. Yeah, and it's so special. I mean, I've watched that, and I mean, I don't know these people. I don't know their names, you know, but it's so crazy. Like, somebody can watch this and see their name, and if if that were me and I was, like, you know, uh, going to see a Star Wars movie and my name was in the credits, I would lose it. Like, I would absolutely (laughs) lose it. So that's just so neat to think about, like, how many people. I mean, there's, like, hundreds of names on that Oh, uh, I know. It takes a while for them to come for them to roll up the screen, you know, yeah. and uh, you get to enjoy the music along the way. It's a nice time. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's the, Oh, you know what? And I, I should mention before we leave the music in that movie, I still find inspirational and beautiful. I, I love the, the soundtracks of those movies, just incredible, classy, beautiful music. Yeah. And we've talked about this before on other podcasts, but it has such a sense of like warmth to it. The songs are so warm and inviting and comforting. Like when I listen to the soundtracks, it just feels like home in a sense. It does. It does. That's a good description. Absolutely. The music is is some of the most beautiful uh, film music I think I've ever heard. Um, Mm -hmm. Howard Shore just outdid himself on those three films. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, Dan, thank you so much for spending time with us today and sharing all of these stories. It's so nice to hear this from your perspective. And I've just loved, you know, listening to everything that you've shared with us today. So thank you again for your time and, you know, being so willing to join us and, you know, deal with some technical issues along the way. You know, we really appreciate it. Hey, I really enjoyed it. You guys ask good questions and Savannah, I've known you for many years, so it was nice to reconnect again with you on this. So, yeah, it's nice uh, nice to talk to you both, and thanks for letting me share my my memories of being on Lord of the Rings movie set. Anytime. Thank you, thank you. We appreciate it. He is just the best. Oh, the best. What a cool dude. I love that so much. He He's so sweet. I didn't even mention how we met, but I've known Dan for 11 years. Wow. And, you know, to be honest, I really don't know him super well, but I met him through Ashley Eckstein because he used to be Ashley's publicist when her universe started. Right. So I met him, like, in the very early days of her universe, and I've I've known him ever since, and I've, you know, met him a few times in person at Star Wars Celebration and at uh, San Diego Comic-Con. Sure. But I've never had the chance to really, like, sit down and talk with him other than, like, a quick catch-up. So that was just, like, so sweet to hear all of his stories, and I love hearing that everybody on set was as nice as they seem because that – you want people to be nice, you know? Oh, yeah. You want them to be awesome. Oh, yeah. I'm so happy right now. So am I. Oh, this is awesome. And, you know – we have a new love story for Lord of the Rings. Before, it was about, all about Aragorn and Arwen. 
But now it's about Dan and his so wife. Cool. It's so sweet. When he it. said that she was dressed as an elf, oh. I was like, no way. He, I'm going to cry. He's the Aragorn of the story. <laughs> I know. I lit- I literally got goosebumps when he was telling us that because I just thought that was so cool. And I'm like, what are the odds of that? I know. You know what? So I bet sweet. if we asked him. See, hindsight's always twenty twenty. If we asked him what it was like when he met his wife, he was probably going to be like, you know what? It was like I was walking in a dream. <laughs> 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 oh, oh my god awesome so sweet that was the best time ever it was it was oh you're lucky you're already my best friend because whew, i want to be best friends with dan i really do it's fine it's fine you can replace me no no no. i can't legally but i thought about <laughs> it <laughs> oh that was great you know when when we started the episode i honestly didn't know if he had been on the set for just the two towers or if he was involved with all of the movies. Right. Um, and you know, this episode is like sort of taking the place of our behind the scenes episode for return of the King. Yeah. But it was honestly a little more two tower centric than I thought it would be. Sure. So maybe we'll do one more episode about, um, Ooh. behind the scenes about return of the King. Maybe we'll think about it. Sure. Um, we cried in the last let one. Us know. We had to give him a yeah, break. We did. <laughs> yeah. We needed a big break from that. Uh, but, for our listeners, like if you want one more bonus feature episode about uh, Return of the King, just let us let know. Let us and know. We'll do it. We'll make but it we had to we had to squeeze this in because after I saw Dan's post on Facebook, he must have posted it a few months after I watched the movies for the first time. Sure. I was like, oh man, that's so cool. I would love to talk to him about that one day. Yep. And then when we started the podcast, I was like, aha, I need to get Dan <laughs> on this. And I literally Got reached him. out to him. I reached out to him the day we decided we were going to do this series, which was like over the summer. Sure. So it's been a while. He's been on hold for a while, and he was so accommodating to to talk with us and make time. So that was awesome. So nice it of was. him. I just feel better having hung out with him. I know. I you feel know? so like in a, I'm in such a good mood right now. Yeah. <laughs> like I was already in a good mood when we started, but somehow just hanging out with I Dan know. has elevated me. What a What a good dude. Could you imagine if you got to be around him like every day? Listen, I would just ascend. Feel like you're flying. I would. I would I would become <laughs> something else entirely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was so great. It was. Well, that's that's it for this episode. That's we it, just guys. wanted to record an actual outro of us freaking out over how much we love him. Yeah. He's not here, so we can say whatever we want. <laughs> we can do whatever <laughs> we want. Oh, I do want to mention one thing, Brian. Yes. You don't even know I'm about to say oh, this. God. But one thing for our, our regular listeners. Oh. So we are recording this episode on November 7th. Yes. Um, I am trying to finish my Zam Wessel costume yeah, you in are. exactly four weeks. <gasps> and it is crunch mode. And I you know, work full time. The weekends are really my only free time to work on this costume. Mm-hmm. So what I'm getting to is that we might have a slight delay and episodes coming up because I have got to finish this costume in four weeks. So we might be going on a short hiatus. We'll see. Um, if I finish it in two weeks, great. Like we'll keep doing our episodes. But we might have a small delay and then we'll be back in December just because I'm like, it's a race to the finish line here, guys. I'm racing. Okay, that's fine. So, I don't mind. Yeah. Oh, are we crying again? No, I'm fine. No, that's good. I am so excited. I've seen pictures. I've seen close-ups. I've seen everything else that everyone else has seen and maybe a little more about what you're doing. And mm-hmm. you know what? The internet's not ready. The internet is not ready they, for what you're doing. Oh my gosh. You take all I'm the time just, you need. Yeah. It's 
I have a lot to do still. Yeah, you do. <laughs> and the next the next uh, Dorky Diva show is going to be like three days long. It's going to be so long. <laughs> like when we have an, a regular show, we have so much to catch up on. So honestly, yeah. that'll probably be our next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll pick up with second podcast again in December, I assume. Okay. So forgive us for the delay. I was not planning on having to do this, but mm-hmm. you know what? I got to get this thing done. I, yep. I bought a photo op to meet Hayden Christensen at a convention Ooh, in four weeks. So sweet. that's why I have a deadline because like I'm going to meet Hayden there you and go. I want to be in the costume. Smart. So forgive me, but I think you all will understand. No need for <laughs> forgiveness. You do what you got to do. Do what must be done, Savannah. Thank you. I will. I do will, not hesitate. Will. Show no I'm mercy. So you got this. Thank you. Well, okay, that's it for this episode. We'll be back soon, but it might be a little bit longer than usual. Um, And we hope you enjoyed this lovely interview with Dan Matson. Yeah. Until next time. Fly, you fools!